0: What would you do if we poked you in the axiom? The purpose, to ask questions and engage in dialogue about subjects that we call axioms. An axiom, a statement or proposition which is regarded as being established, accepted, or self-evidently true. These are the underpinnings of our thought, our belief, and the ways that we live out our lives. A question, an examination, to determine the validity and or meaning. Dialogue, the process of determination, The process of our examination. Welcome back, constant listener. Uh, This is what would you do if we poked you in the axiom? We are on episode two of our search for truth, our infinite search for truth. And uh, just to to sort of orient us back to uh, to where we are, we were talking about truth, and we were talking about. the different ways that the truth is axiomatic to uh, to what it is that we are, that we do and who we are and what it is that we believe. Uh, give you a reminder of who we are and what we do. Uh, my name is Malcolm Fowler. I'm your host. To my right, I'm Mike Dion. Thank you, Mike. And to my left, Thomas Barton. Thank you, Thomas. And to remind you out there and to remind ourselves that what we're doing here is we are we are taking those things that that seem seem to be self-evidently true, uh, that seem to be the underpinnings of our thought, of our way of life. And we're asking questions about them. We're going to ask ourselves questions and we want to dialogue about them in an honest way. And that means that, that sometimes uh, we might offend you. We hope we do at some point in time uh, because uh, because that's a little bit about what this is about so that we can examine ourselves and examine our thought. And so uh, today we're going to continue to to talk about to talk about truth and to uh, and to and to jump back into that. And as we were talking uh, in the in the time between when we recorded here, uh, one of the uh, one of the things, a couple of things that we recognized uh, that we recognized from our last session, uh, we recognize that one of the things that we need to do here is we, is that we need to we need to uh, take to do this process to ourselves as well. We need to do this process to to poke our own axioms. Um, and so, so let's talk about that for a minute. What does that what does that look like? Uh, because we don't want this to just devolve into into an endless question of, of unknowing, uh, but we want to arrive at something. Um, so, when we're talking about truth, when we're t- talking about truth as a subject, um, it seems like to if we're gonna if we're gonna poke that axiom to ourselves, one of the things that we've that we've set out here in in our in our prior episode was that that we're taking a presumption that, that truth is knowable. How do we know that?
1: Just the truth is out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if our podcast isn't full of pop culture references, then we've done something wrong.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: I don't know if you can say... So, like, how do we know that the truth is knowable? <laughs> <laughs> it's a conundrum, to right, be that, sure. That's pretty meta. Um, it seems to me that the number one thing... The number one thing that leads me to believe that there is, you know, truth in the sense that we were talking about last time of absolute truth, right? Not just an amalgamation of facts, but you know, an absolute out there, an underlying principle, even, is the fact that we search for it in almost everything we do as human beings. Like the search itself and the fact that <clears throat> you know I don't know that you can go back millennia right and 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 see that human beings have been searching for for this something this this ultimate reality um, you know God truth the good you know whatever whatever it has been called throughout the ages we've been searching for it uh, we search for it in... The sciences, we search for it in the arts, we search through it, for it in philosophy, and now we can either look at that as you know an accident of evolution that we um, you know we just evolved to seek patterns in nature as you know a defense mechanism and a way to stay alive, or we could you know look at that and think that maybe the fact that we are hardwired to seek this thing out that people call truth, uh, and then maybe it is a necessity. Maybe maybe we have this burning desire to search for truth because it actually is. You know, it, there is truth. There is an absolute
1: uh, that draws us toward it. So, so there's evidence of truth in the fact that, that we're hardwired to pursue it. Yeah.
0: It's sort of a it It's sort of a question of like you know is it is it self evident right like how do we know that reality exists? It's like, well, because we really exist, you know, but it's I, but I it's also for I am that well, kind of thing. yeah, a little bit but but even that is sort of problematic because consciousness is something that is sort of right. little understood
1: i get I get hit in the head hard enough, I'm not thinking anymore, but I still am
0: <laughs> <laughs> something like that, yeah. something like that but but Thomas, in a sense, what you're what you're proposing is, is not, and it was interesting because I thought that you might go to this place of saying like, you know, the fact that we have something that we call truth sort of shows or proves the existence of it, right? Like the fact that we have this idea of something, can that be, can that be the proof of it? And it's a little bit of a circular, a circular argument, I suppose, you know, to, or maybe a shaky foundation, but I kind of appreciate the idea that, um, you know, the, the, because, because there does seem to be this, this sort of universal drive for finding something out, right? For finding out uh, deeper meaning behind something. And that goes, I mean, that, that deeper meaning can, can exist on a, on a number of different levels for different people in some ways. Um, but the very fact that we, we seem to be driven for this can be in and of itself uh, a proof, I suppose. It is, it's almost dangerous though, because, because you still kind of have the question of like, well, what if, what if there is, what if there isn't truth? What if there really isn't? What if, you know, what if the pursuit of it doesn't necessarily prove that there is something, right? What if, um, and I don't, I, I don't know if that makes sense logically, but,
1: um, you're chasing a, a pirate treasure that's legend that you'll well, never actually find. It's not there.
0: Well, one of the and, and, and yeah, exactly. And 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 because of that, I think that like if if this pursuit of truth is so foundational to um, uh, not just our culture but but cultures all over the world and even you know in, in many ways the the whole of human culture, um, if there isn't something, what a terrible idea! What a terrible thought! Because essentially, what you're saying is is that life itself is meaningless.
2: And I think that's yeah. part of the argument that can be made <clears throat> for why humanity would construct the idea of truth or mm-hmm. meaning or God or you know <laughs> some some divine principle is because you know that's where, that's one of the like the atheist arguments right? It's like well you need that to sleep at night like you need a security blanket. Mm-hmm. So it's either a self defense
0: mechanism against you know the eternal void or there really is something there. Right. Well, but I, I, I guess for me, when it comes down to that question of, of you know, how is this axiomatic? I think it's, 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 it's the whole. I mean, this, this, this one question of what is truth plays itself into, into the whole of, 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 our, of our foundations, of our thought, our belief, and our way of life. Um, because, because without it, um, yeah, you just sort of end up in a meaningless nothingness. Nothingness
1: things kind of fall apart. I mean, everything falls apart.
0: Really. Well, yeah, and and I guess that, you know, why why do we can why do we continue to find? And this is something that we talked about on our on our last episode. Why do we can continue to have kids? Why do we continue to have this drive to perpetuate?
1: I mean, you could go back to the evolutionary, you know, perpetuating the species argument, but
0: yeah, and I mean,
1: and it and it may be And it may have some biological truth to it.
0: Um, And yet, those of us who have kids can tell you that there's a lot more to it than just... Just perpetuating the species. Perpetuating the species. Yeah. Well,
2: and also people are choosing today to go against that, you know, supposed evolutionary drive. It's dangerous. In large numbers today.
0: It is. I think that's dangerous. I mean,
2: Japan is about to... uh, uh, go below like subsistent levels of birth. Like they're having more deaths than births.
0: I may be wrong, but I thought that they'd been there for a while.
2: Yeah. It's like getting more extreme though.
0: Oh okay. Okay.
2: And same in Russia. Russia, Europe, uh US. The US.
0: The only reason the only reason that we aren't there is because of immigration. Right. Yeah. So take that to yes. those of you who are out there who may not
2: appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for replenishing our supplies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But no, I mean, if, if... And I think... If we have deep-seated evolutionary drives, right, um, they're also not... Like, you. you would think that reproduction is the clearest one. You can look in nature and say, obviously... All of the natural world is 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 uh you know is is designed or has evolved for this one single purpose, which is to reproduce life it's to feed <laughs> survive pass on your genetic code and that's supposed to be like the 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 thing that is is hardwired in us uh most profoundly, but people are going against that mm. right it, it, so it's not nece- and to tie that to truth, so it doesn't necessarily It doesn't necessarily play out that just because something is hardwired into us that we're going to continue. Right. We're going to continue on that path. So – go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just
1: acknowledging. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. I have more more other thoughts, but I'll wait until we get there.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean this is a process, you know, and I I can have a tendency to be long-winded, so I don't want to step – on toes he's
1: monologuing again all
0: right i got my keys to drop if he gets too long-winded oh thank you thank you um so so let's stick with this this uh perpetuating the species idea um and that it's not well i don't want to say it's not because it is there is a biological there is a biological thing there right like like that is that is true there is a (laughs)
1: we' <laughs> <laughs> while we're, while oh, we're poking truth let's just talk yeah. about all these true things <laughs> well but, it, but but it
0: but the reason I say it's true is because it, 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 when we look at, at nature we see that we see that thing exist in nature right right that just by the very nature of the being of a tree or a flower or an insect or a mammal uh, a mammal that's not a human um, you see this perpetuate 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 right Um but we, as a higher thinking species, seem to be the only ones that, that have this concern that maybe there is more to it, or maybe that there is meaning that is here. Which brings us, I think, to one of the things that you would, kind of back to that thing that you had said, Thomas, about the, um, the very pursuit of it. The very fact that we can pursue this thing. That, that the, the idea of perpetuating the species, that having kids has way more meaning than just the fact that, you know, my wife and I uh, produced 2.3 children, right? The fact that, that having kids... Who's the point third? Huh? Who's the point third? Is it, is it Grace or Mark? <laughs> <laughs> That's on average, right? <laughs> statistical. <laughs> it's not my specific case, but it's the statistical... Uh, a statistical thing. But that there's more meaning to having kids than just the fact that, like, oh, I did my part, you know.
2: And I think also, like, <clears throat> I... Kind of my point in bringing up, you know, the reproduction thing as an evolutionary drive is because just because something's an evolutionary drive doesn't mean that we're going to stick with it, apparently, right? Like, mm-hmm. we shed things all the time. People choose to opt out of, you know, the the biological imperative to have children. But... What people don't really seem to opt out of is this search for truth. And when they do, right, if they become a nihilist, they're still not really a real nihilist. Sounds exhausting. Sounds exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I mean, because, like, how many people, like, the real nihilist is the person that goes and shoots up their school. They have taken the absence of meaning and truth to the logical
1: limit, which is nothing matters. But Life they're still relying matter. on truth in order to accomplish their tasks
2: right, like they're accepting like, that it's true that there is no truth, like and I hate that argument Because right? it's so like the easy weak philosophy one one but there's it's like you can't escape it, right you can't escape it, like you're taking as an axiom that it is you know that truth doesn't exist you're taking that to be a true statement right and so. And then, you know, we see terrible actions flow from that.
0: Well, this is one of the reasons why I think that, you know, this, this topic of truth is so important because I think when it begins to break down, when, and we've had that, we've had that in our, in our culture for, for many years now, that endless, like, what is the meaning, not what is the meaning, but like, um, the changing of meaning. Does that make sense? The changing of meaning into something else. Um, and, and, and and where we, I, I think that's part of the reason why at least in America you see such great divide because you're seeing the great divide about like the meaning of things.'re you're, mm-hmm. seeing, you're seeing an axiomatic divide um, in many ways. Um, they're far more similar, I think, than they give themselves credit for. But um, uh, when you, I think that abandonment of, the, of of the pursuit of the things that have, Dare I say, traditionally been held as as meaningful things, as truthful things, and therefore they are worthy of of the pursuit. Right? Um, I think that that seeing the breakdown of those things is dangerous, because I do think that it it you begin to see the breakdown of a society, you begin to see the breakdown of a culture, and the result of that is 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 those acts of violence, is those acts of senselessness, those acts of um, purposelessness and meaninglessness, which you don't have to go very far into a uh, into a survey with youth uh, to find out that um, that they're worried about those things you know, they're worried about that you know that their world will just um, is is already falling apart and that they don't have a place in it
2: And I think that's where you know ideology comes in and you know promises to rescue people from that meaninglessness. You know, whatever which
0: lends itself to more divide,
2: which lends itself to more divide. It's like, you know, okay, you're completely adrift, uh, there's no you know traditional values left in your life. Uh, you've been read, you know, you've been raised in this uh, type of moral relativism. It's like, but here is this thing over here, and as long as you follow this thing, you know, you can be a good nationalist or a good communist or a good gender theorist or you know, whatever ideology you subscribe to, and this thing will give you you Meaning, meaning, purpose, and it will direct you. And it'll also give you a community of like minded people. Yeah. And all you gotta do is just you know, fight for <laughs> you know for supreme for power. For our cause. Yeah, fight for our cause. Right. Fight for our cause. Which is itself Because it's true. Well, and that and that
0: is itself <laughs> some <laughs> yeah. sort of some sort of pursuit.
2: Yeah, we can't I don't I don't think we can help it. And I admit that it is circular. But like pragmatically. Let's let's say, okay, absolute truth does not exist. Everything's an interpretation. Um, everything's relative. And then let's build a functioning society off that. I
0: don't know that you do. I don't know that you can. Because how do you come together about anything? I mean, you don't. You, I mean, maybe you do it through a lot of pain and trial and blood. Um but I don't know any other way that you can do it. It's it's sort of foolish to think that like if we just get together and talk about it, it's like yeah, but no, that's not going to work because if you've taken away if you've taken away the truth that like somebody else's life is 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 worthwhile, um, then you you will not uh, have any motivation towards their well being, and if you have no motivation towards somebody else's well being, then you don't have society. You don't have that's not what you have you have something else um,
2: well what it does is it, it makes it so you only care about the well-being of the in-group that you're you're part of
0: what, like the borg like yeah. the collective right
2: yeah like the like you know like we we're good for, like if you're a democrat cool i'm a democrat we can you know yeah, well, i care about your needs right if i'm a republican cool we care about other republicans and you know all down the line but it's like I hate those other guys, and they're what's wrong with this country. Well, and they're parasites, and you know takers, and blah blah blah.
0: Well, that's what we have right now. But your question was, what if there was?
2: Right, what So, if, like, if there was none of that, if we didn't even build I,
0: ideologies, I think you've just got a bunch of individuals. You don't, you don't have a, you don't have a society. You don't have a, a collective to even, even talk about.
2: So this is why Voltaire said, if God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him.
0: Well, I guess I, I don't entirely disagree with Voltaire.
2: I mean, <laughs> well, and I, and I think, and again, like the postmodern claim does have a lot of, 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 of stock in it because we see, cause like we just said, okay, well, if we had a society where truth and meaning were absent, like we wouldn't have anything. So the postmodern claims, you know, like, well, it's necessary that people groups invent uh, these metaphysical structures in order to keep society safe and ordered and to keep the tribe healthy and to keep life gr- growing. And so they can say well so you know the Hindu truth claim is different than the Christian truth claim which is different than you know the Shinto truth claim and and it's and it's a hard thing to argue against because it's like okay maybe they just invented these things.
0: What if one of the things that we're seeing right now though is and I and I agree I think that we're we're seeing, in many ways, the the reinvention or the the reimagining, the 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 re something of uh, of those things that are true of the values of society. Um, in, in some ways, in 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 some ways, there are there are, there's similar to to values that have traditionally been held. Um, you know, the worth of a person, right? Like that is, I think that is something that um, that some of the 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 reimaginers, you know, want to hold on to, they want to hold on to like that, that idea that like, that like people have worth no matter what their race, their gender, their sexual orientation or, or their own self styled self can be that they as a person have worth. Right. But what if one of the things that we are, are running into now is that um, if we just do that, the problem that happens there is that it just becomes the, just the best that we can come up with. And, that will always fall short.
2: And it becomes structures based off of power. And so the only mm. thing that like makes a truth claim dominant is the use of force, the supreme use of force.
0: Right. All power is derived at them from the end of
2: right. a gun.
1: Well, I think there there is the draw to a looser understanding of truth is that like number one – you see in the world around us, people abusing, I have the truth, I know the truth, follow me, to create in-group issues, to abuse and oppress other people. Um, and, and you have, if you're honest with yourself, you have plenty of experiences where what you think to be the truth is shattered or uh, you, you uncover something new and you're like, oh my gosh, I was completely wrong. So the draw then becomes, well, we must all be on this journey we must all be struggling with <clears throat> excuse me we must all be struggling with how to make sense of this and the more that i enforce what i understand the truth to be on other people's the other people the more likely it is that i'm going to enforce actual falsehood on those people so maybe i just need to give the whole thing up which i think i think is a perversion of and perversion might be too strong a word but i think it's taking it too far um but I, I see that draw, and I, especially after the past six years or so, I see that much stronger than, uh, you know, in my earlier days when I was a much more staunch believer in, in exactly the things I, that I had been handed and received where now I see how those things have been used to abuse and oppress people and there, there needs to be some way of kind of opening up and saying, okay, we can explore truth. Without just throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we all participate in the crusades whenever, yeah. you know, <laughs> Malcolm says it's time to kill the infidels. Well, that's probably the wrong terminology, but
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Dave's um, fault. <laughs> well, and 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 that's one of the things that that you know with the with what we're doing here is that is that that we talked about with this is is that we wanted to we wanted to have that type of dialogue we wanted to have that type of dialogue where um you know somebody who wouldn't agree with us on our on all of our ideological and axiomatic things um would listen and would be able to be engaged because hey the you know there is a there is a, a place for this type of dialogue in our in our society um and 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 you're right like and i wonder sometimes if 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 the Western modern world that we live in or postmodern world, depending on who you want to talk to, but um, allows even for that, that, um, that question that you had brought up about, like, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing by, by enforcing my truth on somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that would have been a question in, in years past, because if the truth by nature is the truth, can you force it on somebody else or does it just do it on its, on its own?
2: Or do you invite someone
0: into it? Well, way to turn a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> There's another little uh, audio clip. Well, I, I think like if you look at, let's say, take it, take us back to the time when. Oh, hold on, I'm sorry okay. because because I think that like the invitation into the truth mm-hmm.
0: is something that that in your own journey, like I think I agree with you that like when it gets presented as like you have to believe this thing, right? And if you right. don't, then you are just falling prey to that. That division, that ideological framework that we've already talked the about. The use of power. The use of power, yeah. It no longer becomes about the truth. It becomes more about the power. And yes. so the invitation is far more of the thing. It's, it's far more of the, look, truthfully, eh, you can believe what you want to believe, but this is what I know. This, right. this is, and, and, and if you want to know more about it, then let's talk.
1: Well, I think that there's a required humility at that point because this is oh. this is what I've come to understand <laughs> At this point, I've come to understand a lot of things over the years that have then not necessarily been the thing. I like that that you said that it requires humility because I think you are absolutely right. Otherwise, we turn into just, you know. What what is humility? (laughs) Episode (laughs) 7. Episode (laughs) 7. Point (laughs) 5. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you're right. It does require humility. Because I think it also, it requires you to recognize that this thing that you know to be true, it, it, it shapes you, it molds you, and in some ways you get to hold on to it, but it, it's not your thing. It's not your thing.
1: And, and it may be like, I, so I'm looking at negative examples that, that are coming up in mind. Like, um, you know, take us back to the days when it was ungodly to have a mixed race couple. Right and and that people understood that some people understood that to be the truth that that this is against God to be uh, merging uh, races. different races here yeah. right yeah and uh, you know we would look at that now and be like that's absurd that's that's a hundred percent a misunderstanding and misapplication of of what the Bible teaches and
2: people in the past would have thought it was absurd
1: yeah <laughs> well, before the invention of you know race <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like there. There's a unique point in time when culturally we have certain things that we hold to be true, or, or certain groups hold to be true at, at different times, that absolutely need to be held with with a very loose grasp, and we can invite people into that. But we also, in that inviting, need to be willing to consider that maybe this thing is is already a little broken, and and I think that we like you you seem to have the positive things in mind, the, you know, like the value of a human life. Um, You know, even in the there is no truth. There still seems to be this, like, hang up on the value of human life, which I'm all for. That's great. And I'm glad that that's important to people. Um, So that, you know, that's the positive side versus the negative, you know, which is the Crusades, the classic. Go to the Crusades example. But um, or the, you know, race issues or or any of them. I mean, gosh, the 80s, the whole like demons in the toy box thing. Uh, Whoa! You just threw me. That broken. wasn't
2: true. There wasn't any actually demons in the Hasbro boxes.
1: I, you know, I I never found any, even though I looked. Uh, no, like, that, am I living a sheltered life now? What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. <Right>. you, you <laughs> well, had some good times. You 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 were probably more mainstream than like the uh, the Southern Baptist movement. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that I mean that's. That was definitely a thing for within certain groups. That like, oh, you got to watch out those GI Joes; they're possessed. Oh, okay, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're we're now like we look at that and we're like,
0: Harry Potter. Yeah, right. That's probably the more yeah. That's example, definitely right? more. Yeah, but it's the same idea. Yeah, Caref, absolutely. Careful of
1: Harry Potter Church because your kids will be witches. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, really, a lot of that I think comes down to. Somebody got a good idea to write a book that would sell a lot and they made a bunch of money off of peddling what maybe they thought to be the truth but really was just a bunch of like I made this up as I went along. Yeah, I mean it's – (laughs) yeah.
0: So – so okay. We need like something to move us forward here.
2: Well, I want to get back to like before we like kind of like – because we just – we're naturally falling back into our axiomatic stance of – Obviously, truth exists. So you want to come back to the poke? I want to come back to the poke, I think.
1: I think we owe our listeners to come back to the poke. W- would you agree that the draw that I presented is is appealing?
2: What kind of like a more relativized view of things?
1: Well, I guess I'm, the draw that I was presenting was more like I understand why people would want to move towards a relativist.
2: Yeah, I think there is something very um, – I think that people who are drawn to that, I think that – I mean I was drawn to that for a lot of my life. Like and I think yeah. people are drawn to it because they honestly don't know. Like they're ag- they're, they're not just agnostic about a g- god. They're agnostic about like absolutes in general. Mm-hmm. And we have a society that fosters that agnosticism, right? Like if it's like it's like well, you know, we have a great government and you know the founding fathers, you know, blah blah blah. It's like then you look and you're like, "Oh, but like they own slaves." And like Throughout the entire history of our government, it's been utterly corrupt. Right. So, like, so, like, I guess I can't really, like, believe in, like, this whole American institution thing, right? Which, which you can. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, like,
1: patriotism. Right. Corruption or, does not utterly right. invalidate an idea.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I can understand, like, looking at these things and be like, okay, like, these things have been, like, I, I was raised that they're honorable and they're good and they're true and they're rotten. And, you know, I, you know, I, maybe I was raised as a good Catholic, um, you know, and, and I, and then, you know, the sex abuse scandal broke out. So how am I supposed to trust clergy Um, or, you know, and that, and that happens in the Protestant world too. I'm not singling out Catholics. Um, Happens everywhere. Or, you know, (laughs) you just, you just keep seeing all these things that you were raised as a kid that you can trust and then finding out that you can't trust them. And so I think being like, okay, well, maybe we should all just take a breath and step back and just say we don't have it all figured out. Like, that is very attractive, and it can be very humble. But I think the problem is is that at least with how we have seen it played out today, um, it's just creating power
1: struggles. Like, it's creating factions and power struggles. Like, like that's all. Is it creating doing. power struggles because people are saying, I don't know, or is it creating power struggles because people are saying, I'm not sure – and then being drawn into, "I'm absolutely sure of this," and there are people being drawn into absolutely sure of the opposite side. And now you're having power struggles between people who th- who are convinced of what they think the truth is rather than being willing to say, "I don't really know.
2: I think it's probably, yeah, it's more like the utterly convinced. But I mean, it does it's it's perplexing that there is no center. Like the center is eroding. Right. And, you know, Yates you know, wrote about that, you know, almost a hundred years ago. The center cannot hold mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. Like the, like this, you know, this, 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 this relativizing of, of truth and this kind of, you know, unknowing that, you know, probably started off, you know, as an intellectual, honest, intellectually honest pursuit of things. Hmm. You know, there's nothing that's come and like filled it. It's I mean, like we've deconstructed everything, but we have not built anything back.
1: What we tend to build are strong, rigid certain like structures. Seeing people, you know, like seeing people march
2: on the Capitol or burn down, you know, cities like they did in, what was that, 2019, 2020? When they you know It's been one long year it's that's been, lasted
1: four years. Like, I don't It think.
2: kinda makes in a way it kind of makes sense to me. It kinda makes sense to me. Is that like...
0: Like it's the only conclusion that can like happen. it's the here.
2: only conclusion that can happen to a world where
1: all meaning and truth and tradition has been eroded. Or is it the only thing that can happen in a world where we refuse to listen to each other? That's a good point. Can we listen to each other without some type of underlying commonality?
2: <sighs> without the commonality? Yeah, without the commonality.
1: I think only by suspending... A lot of our certainties. So one thing that's interesting is like most tribes like throughout the world, the name
2: for their tribe is simply what they call people. Yeah. Mm. So like they're the people, right? So everybody else is – And other... everyone else outside the tribe is not the people. Right. And we see it today like, you know, someone brought up immigration, you know, replenish, like replenishing numbers. Well, we see that today, right? Like it, it utterly boggles my mind that um, people who <laughs> belong to a faith – Whose God and savior said to them, when you welcome the stranger, you welcome me. Yes. Are,
0: you know, <laughs> are not welcoming the stranger. Are
2: not welcoming the stranger. And yeah. I think that's because what it is, is that it's like, well, you hear people say all the time, well, they're not Americans. They're illegal aliens. And we use these terms to dehumanize them. Like actually, no, it's just the person. Right. And not to get into like the intricacies of, you know, destabilizing economies through immigration and all that, which is real. But, like, at the heart of it, like, that's a, no, that's not, that's not an illegal alien. That's a person. That's a human being. Right. Like, well, they're not an American citizen. It's like, well, Christian, you're not either, right? Your citizenship's in heaven. And, and I I say this as a Christian, like, you know, your our citizenship's supposed to be the kingdom of God and like that's just one example and we see it all the time it's like well that's you know look at those scumbag democrats or look at those bigot you know deplorable so hang on republicans
0: so <laughs> come back to your question because Sorry, because yeah, no, no, yeah yeah that's what we're doing um and that's okay it, it, so you asked the question of you know can we listen to each other without the underlying what was the word you used commonality commonality, commonality. uh short answer yes long answer no um or maybe vice versa um
1: <laughs> we'll see in a minute
0: i don't i don't think I don't think that you can't do that. Um, I think that in order to listen to one another, you, you, you do, there is commonality. There is commonality between us and that is true. Right? Like, I I mean, I think so. Yeah. I I mean, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm making a propositional statement here, but there's commonality between us. So, you when we listen to one another i think that we that we have to acknowledge that commonality between us i think the the reason that we don't listen to one another is because we don't acknowledge the commonality between us so so what i'm what i'm saying is is, is you know so your your question can we listen to each other without acknowledge, or without the commonality between us no we can't fortunately it's there the problem isn't that it's not there the problem is is that we we
2: don't want to we don't want to pay attention to it do you think that one of the reasons it's harder to pay attention to it is because we don't take it necessarily as an absolute? The commonality is an right. Absolute? Like, can we? Like, if we have, if we're, if and I think I'm not trying to rabbit trail here. I'm trying to keep this in line with our discussion of truth and whether it exists and whether we can know it. But you know, and that and like that's a metaphysical statement, right? And metaphysics is kind of one of the things that has been eroded like metaphysical thought that there's something beyond it's a a
1: dividing factor
2: right so like we if if it's like a pure material purely material then can we speak of like a human nature that binds us across space and time like can we like like if I'm just a random collection of atoms sitting here and you're just a random collection of atoms sitting there yeah like are we is our only commonality the fact that we share a species or is there something like deeper within us that binds us together?
0: It's strange because uh, by all rights the technological advances that we have that we have had should in many ways strengthen and encourage the commonalities between us, right? Because the historical perspective, like you like you had said, that there are tribes of people where in their language and language is a big indicator of meaning and, 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 and truth in those ways, um, in their language, their word for themselves is people. Anybody else is not people, right? And so I think one of the things that is natural about us is that we tend to be tribal. We tend, we tend towards that. We tend to, to, uh, we tend to gather together those people, Uh, whom we trust. We tend to gather together those people whom are mutually beneficial to us. And in many ways, think like us, look like us, act like us, talk like us, eat like us, right? Do all those things. That's why it's a commonality, right? Historically, we've had very, very, very tribal societies, right? Um, Sometimes larger than others. Now we have this weird global thing going on that has been allowed in so many ways by the technological advances that we've had. It is so strange to me that it seems like we should, and again, you know, we've we've got all the opportunity, all the opportunity for education in the world to look at another human being that looks and lives totally different from me and be able to see in that person the commonalities between us. And yet we seem to be fracturing in so, so many more ways, which I don't necessarily know what to do with that. I don't know if that means that there is some sort of brokenness within us or if it means that there's there's something that is before us that we just can't get to. Um, Are we meant to to be continuously in these in these small little fractured societies? Because because right now I think that that much of what the Western world is doing is just creating creating communities of one.
2: And I guess, you know, to bring it back, you know.
0: How's that for a rabbit trail?
2: <laughs> no, that was good. And, and like to, I think it circles right back to is it possible even, like is it possible to have any type of union with other human beings without the concept of truth, the ultimate truth, right? Like ultimate truth has always been what binds a community together. The community has, you know. And I know, right, to keep it to the poke of our own axioms because the idea of absolute truth, is a pragmatic necessity for a society that doesn't necessarily mean that truth exists. I get that, but it could also mean like the, Hey, the reason that, you know, it's necessary for some type of like universal truth claim is because there is one. And because like it draws like the truth, as much as it can divide, it also draws people together.
0: One of the things that in, in, in what you just said that I think, We've sort of been skirting the edges of here, um, and if we're going to take the poke, and a little while back you wanted to get back to it, <laughs> <laughs> how do we know truth, right? Um, I think I think one of the things that we that we have been skirting the edges of is the, is the issue of faith, and I think that I think that that is, I think that in, it is in a way, ultimately. Relevant to the topic of 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 truth, um, that that it is knowable. I think that it I think it takes an element of faith that there are, there are, there are things that are true that we can't necessarily point to and say there it is in in the sense of like a physical object right like I'm looking at a chair across the room and I can point to that chair and I can say that's a chair right but there's there's something about that chair that is true um, that I I can't quite point to whether it be the substance of it or whether it be uh, the idea of it or, or whether it be something like that. And so there there are things about truth that are not substantive, materialistic. And I think in those ways, um, we have to, in a sense, operate with them. Maybe not necessarily like wholly accept them, but we have to operate within them. We have to live within them in a, in a faithful way, in a way that says like, Again, coming back to the, to the, to the children thing, um, I'm trusting that this means something. I'm trusting that having children, that having a family, that being faithful, and, I, and by that I mean having a, 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 a fidelity to it, that being um, faithful to it has meaning. I'm trusting in that. I'm trusting in that sense of truth that is there.
1: It's also not a blind faith. There's, no, there's, no it's, it's not. It's reasonable. You know, like you're joking about the philosophy 101, like, is there absolute truth? No. Are you absolutely sure? Um, <laughs> right? Like, it's it's. There are more moments. absurd to, to say that there is no absolute truth than there than it is to say that there at least must be some. Because even making the statement, no, there is no absolute truth is in, in itself circular and broken with our experience looking at the way we pursue truth as a as a human race that we just have for generations like there's evidence of it and then you have to kind of come to that point like you're saying that you say I can't I can't prove this on a measurement device of some sort I can't measure this in any way what well, I can generate some reasonable arguments but I can't measure it and and put it down on paper and say like you said there it is but I trust that it's real with reasonable evidence. I'm not just, I don't have faith that the spaghetti monster in space is, is guiding my life. I'm, I'm looking at the world around me, trying to make the best sense of it and moving in faith in the way that is most reasonable. Is that fair?
0: I think so. And, and for a lot of human history, that, 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 that reasonableness to the faith aspect of it came from tradition, right? Mm. And, 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 and so, it's probably the reason why most of us, when we become parents, we speak the same words that our parents did. <laughs> because... I thought
1: there was some sort of counseling I needed to go to for that. Or... Yeah, <laughs> well, it depends on what what
0: was spoken to you, but you know, it's the I, reason. I'm why. I'm just kidding. I love you, mom. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make
2: End it out. this
1: weekend, son. That, I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are not direct digs at my parents.
2: Sometimes bird. my trauma just seeps out. <laughs> when you're coming
1: home, Dad, I don't
0: know when.
2: Come on, you know, only get like 20 seconds before you get to pay for that.
1: You're going to already be in trouble. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
0: for, for for a lot of the, a lot of that reasonableness, I think that tradition was was something that was acceptable. It was like that was enough. That was enough. Because we could see meaning in that, and I think that one of the things is that is that you know the breakdown of that tradition, which is something that you've sort of been alluding to, Thomas. The breakdown of that, of of those things that are that have traditionally been held to be these truths, um, tends to be when 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 things end up going awry. Ironically, one of the one of the pokes that we made here about about truth was that is this something, is this something that by nature we have to search for it? Because I think that you know one of the things that we find out when we go about these pursuits of truth is we find out that they are, they're difficult journeys. They drag us through the mud. They drag us through, uh, you know, we end up having to, having to bleed some of these things out. Um, we end up having to make great sacrifices, lose things, um, and, and hopefully gain something of greater worth. Um, but it's, it's in that pursuit that we find something that is infinitely valuable.
2: So, on maybe like push back a little bit, not because I disagree, but because
0: because it's worthwhile. I think we should.
2: Yeah, yeah. About um, the faith. Pardon. Right. Okay. I personally agree. Like Like, faith is.
0: God, my day is complete. You know,
2: right? <laughs> faith, no, faith is. I mean, obviously, I mean, faith is the entryway into truth. I believe that, but. Someone who's not religious right I and okay, but go ahead I know I know you were not speaking in a religious way in a religious way, sure, but go ahead, but like when as soon as someone hears faith, that's what they think, yeah, we can we, especially from some guys good. who prayed at the beginning of their podcast well, I'm glad yeah. I, I yeah. mean I'm glad yeah. at least that exists, but go ahead, so like I can imagine someone saying, okay so if 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 like if getting to the knowledge of the truth um requires faith, right? At least in the beginning, right? Faith is an entranceway. How do, you, how do you know that what you're doing is knowing instead of simply believing? And can you know the truth or can you only believe it's there?
1: What? It, go ahead. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> Rock <Red>, paper, scissors. <laughs> what, what if you can't? What if you can't know truth with 100% certainty because you are not an all-knowing being and the best that you can do is find the most reasonable – we'll call them truths but small t, I guess. guess—you know, Find the most reasonable things and believe them strongly and hold them as beliefs and recognize that these may actually be wrong but I'm going to live as if these things are true – until I am proven otherwise
2: yeah I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) it's not comfortable it's not comfortable (laughs) and also because like I know what you're saying I think that it's and I think that's a rash I don't think that that's an irrational point of view and I think it's probably like a hard-fought point of view for you and other people um as well like I have respect I respect for that viewpoint the problem with it though yeah
0: what's sacred Right, like a what? Like it's it's so like how do I decide?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, how did you decide what was sacred? I did. It. I had it shown to me. I like experienced. But how did how did something? The, wait. Okay.
2: Elaborate on that. <laughs> I mean, like I had so like the reason like I believe in God is because I had a white light transformational experience. Um, that can only be explained if Jesus Christ is real. And if not, like I just had some like weird psychic delusion, but, like it got me out of bed after like i i want it was like I'm not gonna go super deep into it um but like it completely changed my life and, like and I know it was like i just i experienced it it was it. a meaningful I, sacred experience like for i you. i saw it
0: yeah it's sacred in the sense sacred in the sense not a uh, sacred in the sense that like this thing is it will withstand all scrutiny. It, it, will, it, will, it is not something that will be abandoned.
2: It was forceful. Okay. And yeah. It was like I never believed. I'm, I used to tell my mom. That's why, by the way, I changed my name to Thomas. Uh, when I entered into the Orthodox Church, I used to tell my mother, you know, because she'd be like, you know, you just got to pray. Just, you know, believe and trust who's there. And I was like, listen, until I see, yeah, you know, until I see, I, I'm not going to believe. Yeah. And I saw and, I, and a lot of people I'm, A lot of people come to faith They have those experiences They're not necessarily that intense White light transformational experience But they somehow experience the sacred I've never like I've met very few people who are like Well I did a lot of research And I think this is the Like they have an, they, they encounter truth They encounter the divine They encounter the sacred And they It's like I know Like it's completely irrational like, a lot of the things I believe, like, if I if I just was, like, reading them on paper, I'd be like, that's nuts. But when yeah. you come face-to-face with something like that, it's, it's, it's like so, if someone tried to pr- tell me that you guys weren't sitting here
1: right now. I'd be like, I see them. What do you mean? Of course they're <laughs> sitting here. I'm talking to them. Actually, we've got you on a drip that oh, is, right? you're it's on a wild a, ride. Don't
2: unplug it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, in a in a way... Thomas, you just sort of answered your own question to me because you had, you'd wanted to push back on that faith element, right? You'd wanted to say, uh, what's the, well, how did you phrase it? How do you know? How do you know that you know it's the truth and you don't just believe it? Yeah, yeah. And then, Mike, your response, your response was a very scientific, reasonable response that, you know, I will operate (laughs) with with this as truth until I am shown otherwise, you know, which... I think is I think is reasonable and is good for some things and is probably good good for your life until you encounter that thing again I use that word sacred but but when I'm using that I'm trying not to use it as a religious word I'm trying to use it as a word of like this is it
1: well i I think that this, this if this, 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 like there's this won't be moved yeah. what well, so if if you're using if you're using sacred to mean something that won't be moved yeah. then it'll never move like yeah. in in And so it'll continue to operate as this is, this is the truth. It's, it's unmoved. And, but, but I don't need to, I don't need to necessarily determine like this is unmovable because I mean, I've, I've had things that I've thought like, these are the unmovable truths that have shifted on me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what, what determines that it's unmovable Outside of just me going, well, I believe this is unmovable until you know I've come to the end of my life and I'm like, man, this thing is held up to scrutiny for. So we're talking well, about we're talking years, about hopefully yeah. we're
0: talking about something here about about truth about self evident truth, right? Okay. And something doesn't need to be true, or I, I said that wrong. I don't need to believe something in order for it to be true. Correct. Right. Yes. Um, and maybe that's the. Maybe that's the the wrong thing that we do sometimes. You know, we think that because we believe it, that
1: it's true, right? We think that because we believe it. Hold on. Um. When it's comforting to think like I believe this thing, so therefore it's true. Right. Right.
2: Right. Right. Right, right.
1: Yeah. right. So then, so then there are there are truths that we don't believe.
0: Well, so we're sort of getting into a question of the relationship that we have with truth. Are there truths that we don't believe? Hmm. Does truth require our belief? That's what I Uh, I mean. I don't think that truth requires our belief. Right. I think that that, that truth is.
1: So again, like how do you know then that the thing that you don't believe is then true unless you're willing to change your perspective on it? That's the journey.
0: That's the pursuit that's the that's the well it's the it's the eureka it's the revelation moment right like i, I and i, I want to mix yeah. the i want to mix those two things right because the eureka is is like the scientific aha moment right yeah. but the revelation moment is the is the religious spiritual aha moment right both are similar in the sense that there was something that i didn't understand there was something that i didn't know about maybe not necessarily understand know about i didn't know that this this thing was there suddenly I knew that it was there. Right. And, and, and now that has become truthful. Right. And, and I think that the, the, to, to to try and respond to your question, Thomas, about the know that it's true or just believe it. That's the question. I mean, that is, I, th- I, th- I think that is the, <laughs> the trouble with it. I think that, I think the trouble that we have with it is that, um, is that we're always sort of living with that tension. You know what I mean? Um, in some ways, in some ways.
2: I think if you don't have the tension, then you're in danger of delusion.
0: Delusion to. Like for How? me. Like the delusion that, that, that Mike was talking about. Ego inflation. Like it, like ego it becomes inflation, more about power like, yeah. than it becomes about it, it, the humility.
2: Like, right? right. Like, so, like, you know, with what I shared about, like, I had this encounter, right? Um, I'm jealous, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell you in more detail after the yeah. podcast. It's not something I'm willing to like put on the internet at this moment. Um, what would you do if we poked you in the axiom after hours? After hours <laughs> that's right. Um I'll You can go to our Patreon account and listen to it. No, thanks, for join- <laughs> thanks for it's joining. Thanks for joining us, sometimes <laughs> listener. <laughs> um, you guys. Are- I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, okay, okay. So with that, like experience, like I ask myself a lot, like what if that. Was not, you know, what I thought it was. Like, what if, like, I was at a moment of complete and utter crisis, and my ma- my mind spontaneously produced something that would give me, you know, something to cling to onto so I could keep living. And mm-hmm. I and I think that that's a reasonable... There are people who probably argue with you that that is what happened. Right. I'm not one
0: of it's them. It's the Ebenezer but... Scrooge argument. Right, yeah. You're like, just a bit of moldy bread, a bit of undigested right, cheese.
2: Right, yeah. I had some, you know, yeah. It's like someone slipped something in my drink or something. I don't know. But... I think that it's healthy like to ask that because it was so Mm life-changing. It was a complete 180. um, And my entire life has been from that moment six years ago, my entire life has been dictated by that moment. My entire life is, is, is me relating to that experience and trying to live it out. So, well, hold on. Okay. And that's like what I've seen like that, that tension, why that tension is important. Right. Because like, it'd be very, very easy for me to take that and become like a, a fundamentalist, like super, like, you know, like this is clearly it. And if you haven't had this, you Deus don't know. volt. Right. Yeah. Deus volt. Right. And, and I think like, I need that tension I, to keep, to keep me humble. Like, yes, I know, I know what I experienced. But there's like, even in that experience, there's a type of unknowing. It's like you were unmade. Yeah, I was unmade.
0: You were unmade, yeah. and, and and I think so. Here's the funny thing about the rel- relativistic truth thing that is, you know, like my truth, your truth. That truth has this relative meaning to it, right? what you're talking about and having that experience, the proof is in the pudding. Like your life now, right? Like your life now in a way proves that that was true. Right? Because, because it did something because your encounter with it, your revelation moment, your Eureka moment, it, it, it brought about something right now. I, 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 what I don't mean to say there is, is that, is that that, is, is only true for you, but not for somebody else. I don't, I don't mean that, but, but that there's a hint of that. There's a, in that, that idea that, 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 that truth can be experienced. There is, well, there is something true there, right? And that your experience of the truth, that, that, that changing nature that that has come about in your life, uh, I think shows Shows the truth of it at the least. Shows the meaning of it. Shows the the value behind it and the purpose behind it. Um, and that that,
1: yeah, I don't I, I don't have another sentence there. <laughs> so so the challenge the challenge then on, looking at the the evidence from your life change. I would say proves that it was a meaningful experience, but doesn't necessarily by default, prove that it is exactly what you thought it was. And I mean, from a, from a logical standpoint, I, no, I don't disagree. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I'm not trying to like talk you out of the experience or like you can't, right. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the, that's the beautiful part about that is that like, it, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it wasn't what you thought it was either. Like, it, it's just in, in the spirit of poking our acting. Oh, in the
2: spirit of this podcast, yeah, absolutely. Like, That's why I present, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, there's, there's, it comes back down to an element of faith, really, is it, kind of like what we've been circling around the whole time is the best way to make sense of it is to say that you had a white light experience. You experienced truth, you experienced God, and it's changed your life drastically, and, and it's stuck it's not just like oh yeah th- thursday he was like ah i got to change everything and friday he was like screw that it's way too hard <laughs> it's too difficult well too like and i
2: no it, like and again that's like with the tension and maybe you know anyone who's who who's had or believes they've had an encounter with the truth or god like it's probably healthy to keep in the back in the mind like i could just be crazy right like this could have been you know like i could just be
1: nuts I know plenty of people who think that they have had divine revelation from God and use that to abuse and oppress people. Yeah. And
2: it's a very, like, it happens, like, all the time. Like, some dude goes out and, like, you know, gets dehydrated and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, out the desert. out the desert somewhere. Gonna... <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, he's, you know, he's like, oh, this is the truth. And, like, I'm going to go, like, you know, wage war now. So I was just having a
0: a conversation with somebody earlier and um, before we got here, before I came here about this very thing about saying like, you know, I needed somebody to bounce some things off of, you know, and, and to say like, look, being the, being the pastor of a church, like I don't, I don't, I don't dare try and create this thing in my own image. Like, so I need to, I need to be able to like question, you know, what I hear from God. Like if I think that I'm sort of being led by God and being led by um, led by those things, um, by those experiences, right, by by those those revelation moments. Um, I've got to question them, because otherwise it, 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 it ends up with what you just said, Mike. It yeah. ends up all about me.
1: Yeah, my and ego, I, my plan.
0: I, I mean, we only have to turn to the news to find out what that would look like, because it would look like every other failed and, and corrupt and, and abusive um, church,
2: you know. Yeah. Is there a way, do you think, because, like, we're talking, because now, now we're moving into, you know, kind of how truth can be perceived, right? And we're talking about, like, encounter.
0: I think we're talking about, I think what we're talking about is, is how we how we relate to the truth.
2: Right. Okay, so, and yeah, a bunch of things going on in my head at once. First, first, I'd like to say, like, we've been talking a lot about humility, right? Yeah. Is is a state of humility a marker of someone who actually has encountered truth? Ooh. Like, does like, is there a humbling factor to actually experiencing truth?
0: I I I will I will venture on that. Uh, I will say meekness. It's
2: like gentleness, meekness,
0: humility. I think is part of it. Um. The problem is humility in the best sense of the word, right? right? Not a humility in a in a weakness, not a humility in a, oh, you can just walk all over me, but an, a, a humility in the sense that like, like I, I cannot be moved on this, but that doesn't mean that that I hold it over you.
2: right Like someone doubting your encounter doesn't destroy it because you know.
0: Yeah. I think there's a strength yeah. in the encounter with truth, but it's not a strength. That exhibits itself in an exercise of dominance or an exercise of the will over another.
2: Okay. And you said it's brought up relating, right? Yeah. Is that, because I'm trying to think of like, you know, these, these questions that we we're talking about, like, how can you know? Is it only belief or is there actual knowledge? Like what are markers we could like put in place To, like, safely say that there's some type of apprehension of the truth. Maybe not, like, obviously not the truth in the ultimate sense, right? Because our finite minds can't (laughs) grasp it. I know everything. Yes. Yeah. But, like, so, like, humility, right? And we brought up, you know, in this conversation talking about relating to the truth. Does truth, by necessity, call us into relationship? Is that maybe a marker of, like, being close
0: Wow I answered the last one I have an answer for this one but I want to know if you have an answer
1: <sighs> well I mean I think I know where you're going with it, um, it but I'm still I'm still hung up on less maybe less metaphysical pseudo I don't know um, I I think that if if you're looking at somebody who has I don't know no if 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 you're convinced that you've experienced the truth, but you've never had to challenge what you believe to be the truth, then you're not going to have humility, even if maybe what you hold is true. Like maybe you happen to be raised in a situation where you were just blessed to have a lot of valid, truthful information, even talking about metaphysical things. You can still, I think, hold that. Ah, So... Now it's going to conflict with what I believe to be true because I think if, if, uh, if I'm right about things, then there's a value in being kind and generous to other people and things like that. So it would be very difficult to hold the truth and be oppressive. Um, but I, I do believe that people have pieces of the truth and then weaponize that for the sake of oppression. I think that um, talking about being called into relationship – I think the very nature of our being is a relationship with truth. So uh, it's it's a back and forth in, in that you're trying to make sense of the world around you, regardless of whether you're even intentionally trying to make sense of the world around you. You are, um, and that requires a relationship with truth. Uh, I suspect you're moving it more into the personhood, the, you know the claims that Jesus made about I am truth.
2: I'm actually not oh, yeah.
1: trying to do that. Oh, okay. Because I, like, I mean, I don't, like... What? I know. Well, let me, like <laughs> I,
2: Obviously, I've said I'm a Christian. I've stated these things. Everyone knows that that is, I mean, surprise. That's, you know, <laughs> I believe he's, you know, I believe Jesus Christ this is the way, the truth, the life. But what I want, I, I, I want to, like, keep it just, like, I'm trying very hard to just use truth.
1: Okay, in a metaphysical... In a like, metaphysical
2: just... sense, so people who don't believe can, like, still, can, like... I think it's important to have the idea that there's an absolute truth out there, whether you're going to yeah. believe in God or not. And I don't know if, I don't think necessarily the function of this podcast is me preaching. Right? No, so it's why, not evangelism. Yeah, it's not. So that's why I'm like, I no, 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 wasn't no. going to go to that place. No, no,
0: okay. no, it's okay. It's okay. Cause I mean, and, and I'm with you, I'm with you. Like we wanted to be clear about who we are, but we also wanted to be open to, open to our listeners. Open to others, right? You know what I mean? and, 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 I, and I'm with you on. It I'm with you words. on that. I'm with you on that. Um, okay. So, uh, does truth call us into, into relationship. relationship? Yeah. Um, well, if it if it if it didn't relate to us, um, what would be the point of it? Like it, it 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 sounds arrogant to say it, but doesn't truth have to have some sort of relationship to us? In order for it to be true,
2: and for us to even be able to perceive it, yeah. Like, like how, like how do you come to know him, another human being? You enter into a relationship with them,
0: right?
1: Right. You suddenly find, wow, I didn't realize that was going to blow up so badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's revisit what happened there and
0: <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, re-evaluate. yeah. But to come back to that, that pursuit of truth, right? Like, does truth call us into a relationship? That might be the pursuit. You know, the pursuit might be... Like a courtship? In some sense, yeah. In, in, in some ways. And maybe that's the... Maybe that's the problem with, with, the, with the thing that you have brought up, Mike, about how, like, truth becomes uh, a weapon, right? Um, is that somehow it's less about the courtship and it's more about, about truth being a tool. Truth is a trophy wife, <laughs> <laughs> something like that, I guess. I'm not sure, um, but uh, I, th- I think absolutely. I-, I think that I think that truth calls us into a relationship, and um, I think the, I think the explosion of meaning in our world is part of the reason why we have this relativistic truth.
1: Um, when you say explosion, you mean like disruption or you mean like the destruction of the destruction the destruction okay i i was picturing it as like explosive growth
0: yeah i i was partly meaning it as explosive growth okay so the explosive growth i mean if everybody has a truth gotcha that's a lot of truth yeah as opposed to us all having a piece of a singular truth
1: and i think that that's a fair and reasonable way to look at it that you may have a piece i may have a piece and not that we're all you know it's not the whole like we're all looking at an elephant but we're blind men right. um, but like we've all got a piece of a puzzle r- right well and we're, if we're all on the journey to explore truth some of us have have planted our feet and said this is where i'm staying and i'm never leaving this spot mm-hmm. um and and i think that that's unfortunate because i, I there may be a fear in that that is if I leave this, I'm losing my identity or something to that nature. But um, if we're all on that journey moving forward, um, yeah, I'm I'm petering out now. Okay. That's my train of thought. I'm sorry. I just – I totally – I no, shouldn't have done that then. I it's do. <laughs> no, I'm It's fine.
2: i talk about like not standing like – basically I'm just like planting your feet and being – like I can't – I could go no further. Mm. And I mean
0: – Here I stand. I Here I do, stand. I can do no can do other. No other.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but – and maybe that's the mistake too that is unfortunately made by a lot of religious people, right? It's like I found it. Yeah. I've got the golden ticket, right?
1: Well, or even like you said, the white light experience. Now I'm the master. Right, I know now it all. I
2: know, like clearly – like, I'm special. Clearly I should, you know, just be an apostle already. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> so
0: one of the things that I think that we do with truth because we live in a material world and we are all material girls is that we treat it as this thing. We treat it as this like. Don't misgender me. <laughs> we treat it as this thing to be held onto, Right. Like we treat it as a material thing as opposed to looking at it as, as this thing to be pursued, as this thing to be um, uh, courted.
2: Maybe it's something that needs to be followed. Followed, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm wondering <laughs> if uh, if this might be a good place to stop and go to episode three. Stop and go to episode <laughs> three. Well, because so so one of the and the reason I say we're, that, we're just going to have just have one long episode, right? <laughs> just one long episode. One point, one point two, point three. Well, and I'm and I'm Et cetera. and I'm saying this because so we talked last Season time. <laughs> We talk, One of the things that we brought up in the first part of this was, um, you know, truth being discovered, and if it's discovered, that means it's inherent, and it being revealed, and if it's revealed, who does the revealing? Who's the revealer? Who's the revealer? You stole my line. So maybe uh, that would be a good place to pick up next time. I don't disagree.
0: I don't disagree. I'm good. I'll lead
2: us out, Malcolm.
0: I'm leading out? Into the wilderness.
2: Yeah, this is is your your shindig here. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, constant listener. I hate that I just used the word shindig to you.
0: Thank you for joining us, constant listener. We're so happy that you are with (laughs) us for our ramblings of madmen. on some levels. This is, what would you do if we poked you in the axiom? Uh, We are seeking to be truthful. We are seeking uh, to find this this journey uh, to pursue that thing, to pursue these things that we call that we call axiomatic. We're grateful that you have joined us. We hope that you will join us again, and uh, we look forward to we look forward to uh, to our next discussion.
1: What would you do if we poked you in the axiom? is hosted by Malcolm Fowler, Thomas Barton, and Mike Dion. Show notes are by Malcolm Fowler. Music by Mike Dion. This episode was recorded at the podcasting studio in the Black River Innovation Campus located in Springfield, Vermont, and is sponsored by Indelible Inc., demystifying the web and digital marketing for your business.